The good thing about Not So Common Sense is that it gives you that grounding. And I think the way Sarah has structured the book is that it creates the spirit of being a perpetual learner about personal finance and money. Money today will not be the same in five or 10 years as all of us can attest. We are joined with Sarah Wasner Flynn, National Geographic writer, and alongside the radio TV host, Elvin Hall. Uh, hello to both of you. Hello to hello. you. Well, Sarah, do you mind giving us a little background? This is National Geographic's kids, Not So Common Sense. And you've worked with National Geographic before. Uh, what, what book is this for you? Oh, my goodness. I've almost lost count. Um, this is like my fifth or sixth standalone book that I've written on my own. But prior to that, I did so many collaborations. So it's in the 20s, I think, at this point. <laughs> of books that I've worked on for National Geographic Kids. So I'm very lucky in that regard that I've had a nice um, extended run with uh, my favorite book publisher. It is one of the best and also uh, considerably lucky to be joined with the efforts of Elvin Hall. Elvin, I mean, you're behind the award-winning children's book series, Show Me the Money. So you have a pretty good understanding of how to write financial sense for kids. Yes. And when I was asked to write the foreword for this book, uh, I sat down and read it, and I thought Sarah had done such a great job, but I wanted to pull out things in the foreword that would make the book not only interesting for children, but also interesting for their parents, so that if their parents picked it up in the store, they would go, I didn't know that, or that's interesting, and then start going through the book and see things that would say, I want my child to know that this is a great book for my child. So that's how I viewed the book when I was brought on, and I want to share my knowledge and my my expertise in the process. I would be very surprised if a parent picked up this book and didn't have 10 questions immediately from just flipping to a random page. <laughs> I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, and hopefully, this, yeah, and the questions and those questions will be answered, too, because there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of information in there, but there's... Uh, you know, I think a lot of kids' questions that they have about money and finances are, are all, the answers are all in here. So when you are putting together this book, are, are you going through a, a panel of children and trying to see, like, what needs to be included and what maybe needs a little bit more explanation than other topics? Yes. So I'm lucky to have four children of my own. Um, when I was writing this book, my fourth wasn't actually born yet, but um, the three were of the age of the, the direct target market for this book. So... Um, talking to them a lot, talking to their friends. Um, I went out and spoke to kids um, in other schools, too, just to see um, kids of different backgrounds, what they want to hear about. Um, I crowdsourced a lot. I used social media to ask um, people in the social media realm to ask their kids what they want to read about. Um, the number one topic, I would say, which we haven't really hit today, Alvin, is counterfeit money. That was something that kids yeah. were really interested in. So that I included yeah. a section of that. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like starting from the very beginning of where money came from, how long it's been around, and then we go all the way into the future. And then there's a lot of practical advice as well for kids on saving and, and spending and earning, which um, I think is like super important, just as important as the historical and cultural element of the book trampolining from the uh, the section about counterfeiting is that something that kids seem to understand because it's basically lying about money and that seems like a pretty universal truth for kids to to harness 
Yeah, I mean, I think that they kids kind of. I, I was just with a, a 12 year old who was walking around with all this fake money, and she was like, "Look, I'm rich, and I can go to the store, and I can pretend like this is real money." I'm like, "But you know, it's not real." And she's like, "But how do you know it's not real? How are they got not?" So I think it's just kind of this like you know little taps into their mischievous, devious side a little, and like you know, yeah. it is obviously a very serious crime. We want to state that. But um, just explaining what it is, what it, first of all, how people have tried to get away with it, but they've been caught. And also, like, again, like, I'm all about empowering kids with knowledge. So, like, how can you spot a fake? How do you know if your dollar bill or more so, like, your $100 bill is real or not? Not And, and here, you know, just kind of digging into that world um, that kids probably wouldn't really know otherwise. We're speaking with Sarah Wasner Flynn and Elvin Hall about Not So Common Sense, new book from National Geographic Kids. You also have that section in here, and I think it's imperative because I'm sure a lot of kids are looking at bitcoins and all these conversations that adults are having about what is and is not money. And they're probably having a lot of questions about that themselves. Yes, they are. Uh, Bitcoin and all the digital currencies are fascinating to uh, young people because there's no physical object that you can touch. And it's very abstract, and that means it's really difficult to understand, even for adults. So in order to help children build up to a degree of understanding with that, you have to start basically with a wallet with money in it, Tom. You have to sort of give them the wallet and watch the money come and flow out of the wallet, go in and come out of the wallet. And then you can transfer them to looking at those actions on a spreadsheet, the debits and credits on a spreadsheet. And then you can move them to understanding credit cards and debit cards. So it's a process of getting up to the point. But the good thing about not so common sense is that it gives you that grounding. And I think the way Sarah has structured the book is that it creates the the spirit of being a perpetual learner about personal finance and money. Money today will not be the same in five or 10 years as all of us can attest. So therefore, you need to be open to the process of learning, maintain your curiosity. And I think this book has the, it stimulates that and also gives you the impetus to maintain that interest. Well, Elvin, you really hit on that point that um, because it is so abstract, and it's not the only abstract thing about the financial system that kids might struggle with, like the stock market or how things compile interest over time. But do you think uh, as generations of kids are living with virtual currencies, things that are inherently abstract, do you think that learning these concepts as a whole will be easier for them to understand in the future? Yes, I do. I think because a lot of young kids start out, as all kids do, understanding basic numbers but they also now have their phones which they're playing on playing games on and that makes their minds a little bit more uh, flexible a little bit more open to things and then when they get to the points where they're accumulating things whether it's baseball cards now they may accumulate you know uh wins on a game on their phone or something like that on their computer so i think all of that digital world in which they uh, are participating daily makes them open to that. The truth is that children are only capable of that type of abstract thinking when they're in their teenage years. And the older they get, the, the more uh, they're open to it, the more they can understand more complicated ideas. That's why I said it was it's an arc, really, 
you have to be a perpetual learner to be able to even understand the basics. And we know those are going to change in our lifetime. There's another aspect tied to it that involves, so you realize the value of money and you realize that how much effort you put into a task and how hard that task is, that might be connected to how much money you get. So when someone asks you to give money to a charity or be generous with your money, that might be a different sort of conversation for kids trying to understand why should I give away? Why is it important for me to give away that that I worked so hard for? Yes, and I can speak to that from a personal level with my kids. You know, um, Alvin has spoken about personalities and money personalities and how some kids are very aloof and some kids want to hoard their money. And so I have a couple of hoarders who... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't really want to part with their money. And I'm just like, oh, you're, you know, you love elephants. And this, this charity raises money to help orphan elephants. And maybe that's something that you could donate to. So um, you, you have to open their eyes to this idea that, you know, it's not all about accumulation. It's also about what you can do with the amount of money that you have, change the world for the better, make the world a better place to pay it forward. Um, so we do have a section in this book um, that is about um, philanthropists and people who give back in various ways. And, you know, I don't think I knew what a, what that was when I was young, but I think that the earlier they know, um, you know, and kind of plant that seed in their head that maybe one day they will have enough money to give back and hopefully, you know, help other people. Why not tell it to them at a young age so that they are prepared and can make informed decisions when they get older? Well, this is such a great book for kids to start getting that understanding because uh, I know just my personal educational experience, I had a very limited opportunity to understand finances. So a big shout out to you, Elvin and uh, Sarah, for putting together Not So Common Sense. Anything else you want to include before we wrap up where people can find out more about you in the book? Yeah, sure. Well, um, the book is available as of today um, on Disney.com, NationalGeographicKids.com, any online retailer and local bookstores. Um, you can find out more about me at SarahWassnerFlynn.com. More about me at AlvinHall.com. Well, thank you so much, Alvin and Sarah. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you for your time and for the money that you probably gave up for this interview. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate thank you. Being, your interest. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Sarah Wasserman Flynn and Elvin Hall, not so common sense. Stuff your parents wish they knew at your age. The following interview was originally recorded on the final day of January the 31st of 2023.